Hey, I'm Hayes Brown, and here are three stories you need to know about today. Longtime Congressman John Conyers resigned from his seat on Tuesday following BuzzFeed News reporting on his office's sexual harassment settlements. Conyers, a civil rights legend in his native Detroit, was reportedly hospitalized from the stress the revelations caused him. He has not returned to Congress since then, even as others, including Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, called for his resignation and more women came forward with their stories. In an interview with a local Detroit talk radio program, Conyers said that this scandal won't be what he's remembered for. My legacy can't be compromised or diminished in any way by what we're going through now, he said. This too shall pass. A special election will be held for Conyers' seat. In his resignation, he endorsed his son, John Conyers III, but his nephew, State Senator Ian Conyers, has already said that he's interested in the spot. As more college students speak up about sexual assault on campuses, the number of defamation lawsuits seem to have risen as well. BuzzFeed News reporter Tyler Kincaid looked into this and is here to tell us a little bit more about it. Tyler, tell me, how much have defamation lawsuits increased over the last few years, and who are the ones actually filing them? So it's difficult to track just the way that court systems are. But what we found is that lawyers, administrators, uh, victims, advocates, all sorts of folks working on these cases are seeing this consistently go up. Either the students accused of assault Mm -hmm. are filing the lawsuits against the women who say that they were assaulted, or they're at least threatening them and saying, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be dragged through the mud if you don't back down and recant this sexual assault allegation. So all of this is about allegations themselves? Are there, is there anything else that they're threatening to sue over or actually suing over? I think the thing that's really freaking people out, at least for the ones working with victims, is that some of these lawsuits are merely about filing a report to the university that mm-hmm. someone assaulted them and they don't want to have to go to class or live in the same dorm with them. But over the past few years, we've seen students from various universities try more radical approaches like, you know, just putting people on blast on social media or these uh, lists of alleged rapists in, in bathrooms. And that has also resulted in some defamation suits, not necessarily against the people who made those lists, but sometimes it's against the original person who filed a sexual assault report against them. Uh, we've also seen cases where just somebody who named somebody on social media as having assaulted their friend is fa- the one facing the lawsuit. So sometimes it's not always the person who says that they were the victim. Have any of these gone to trial or are they usually settled out of court? How has this been working? To my knowledge, there haven't been many, if any, that made it all the way to trial. This is usually bogged down in a lot of legal mumbo jumbo, motions to dismiss and all that. Right. But it's all that mumbo jumbo to us just looks like a bunch of PDF files in a court uh, website. But what it means is that these people who are the alleged victims have paid thousands of dollars to lawyers to defend them, to prove that they're paying the truth. All right. So do you think that this pattern of defamation suits will eventually trickle out away from just college campuses and into the everyday world? There was one woman we found in Ohio who was sued by her ex-husband because her daughter said in a state senate testimony that her ex-husband had abused her and assaulted her mother. So the ex-husband sued her, and she said she spent about $100,000 in legal costs over two years before it was eventually settled. Not dismissed, it was just eventually settled where she just agreed, okay, I won't talk about it in this specific town where he lives in Ohio. Wow. So clearly there's a lot of feelings that come around when you talk about 
sexual assault, especially when it's on campus. What are you seeing as far as ramifications for both the alleged assaulters and for the alleged victims that a lot of people don't really see? Every lawyer for accused students that I talk to has a story about these accused students calling them suicidal or having moments where they're suicidal or attempt suicide. That certainly happens with people who are rape victims as well. Everyone feels very strongly about where they're coming from. And so I think that that's why we're getting into such an ugly mess now with these defamation lawsuits where it takes it to a personal level. It's not just right. about the process and that, you know, the school didn't provide the right, you know, procedures. You know, that stuff is all kind of wonky. And you can say, I'm not against rape. I'm just against schools not treating these cases fairly. But this gets to a much more personal nature. And I think it makes it a lot tougher to move on to, um, you know, whatever the solutions are to both, you know, provide a fair process and then, you know, to hopefully stop people from assaulting and figuring out what's the best way to prevent this from happening to future men and women on campuses. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us, Tyler. So happy to be here. And finally, if you're on the lookout for the Russian flag at the upcoming Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea, you're out of luck. The International Olympic Committee on Tuesday announced a blanket ban on Russia's athletes from the event. The decision comes after a state-sponsored doping scheme that took place during the last Winter Olympics, held in Russia's own city of Sochi. Russian athletes who can prove they're quote-unquote clean can still compete, but they have to do so under the International Olympic flag, which is used for athletes whose countries aren't competing. Russian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova posted her thoughts on Facebook, saying, They can't bring us down in any way, not by world war, not by the fall of the Soviet Union, not by sanctions. Is it painful? Very. We're with our athletes' heart and soul right now. Will we survive? Yes. So, I guess it's do skidanya for the Russian team this year. That was a Russian pun. For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app. And if you like this briefing, take a minute to rate us in the Alexa app. <laughs> 